Give me head, babe. <laughs> Another edition of the Headbin, the weekly NRL Supercoach Draft podcast. Each week, we'll take a swing at the key topics influencing the world of Supercoach Draft, NRL, and the highlights from our very own weekly draft comp, the Headbin. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Headbin, the NRL Supercoach Draft podcast. I'm Dusty. With me, as always, I've got Benny. How are you, mate? Uh, yeah, yeah. Re- recovering again for another week of. Uh super coach um otherwise pretty good uh how are you boys mate we're all in uh, <laughs> there's a lot of us in that in that same category this week and obviously we'll touch on that as we go through the episode and lukey you're with us again tonight mate how'd your weekend go yeah weekend was all right obviously over at Stratty had a belter of a weekend but uh just battling off a bit of a sickness that's going through the family at the moment so yeah just uh doing it tough but got a win on the uh, super coach field so can't complain yeah nice one nice one very good so a bit to kind of digest this week uh, a lot of injuries to kind of run through and the ramifications of those in the uh in the super coach world and a, and a little bit of footy to talk to uh as well before we jump into it but uh lads as we do this time Every week, uh, let's pop the top off one. Frothy with the boys. Frothy with the boys. I love that stuff. Been drinking it for years. Frothy with the boys. Frothy with the boys. You know, I, I heard they recently decided to add more hops to it. Lukey, what are you on the green teas tonight, mate? The camera <laughs> No, you've picked it like a dirty nose. I'm on the green teas with Jasmine tonight. I'm steering clear of the uh, grog for a week, just trying to get. Get uh, get this uh, sickness under control. Had my <laughs> COVID test though. I'm COVID free, so yeah. If anyone's worried about it, because it's obviously, <laughs> you know, fast tracking up here. But uh, no, definitely on the green tea with Jasmine. All right, we'll skip over you, Benny. What are you on tonight, mate? Have you had a- <laughs> uh, just on a few more pina coladas, mate? You know how it is. <laughs> uh, we um, I just I didn't have a chance to get to a to a bottle with everything that's going on, so I just uh, back on the four pints four pints Pacific Ale. So yeah, nice. I, uh, might have to resume buying a, an exotic craft beer for, for next week, I think. Yeah, nice. Well, I, uh, I pinched a few of the old man's leftover stone and woods from Stratty. So they ended up in my esky, so they're mine now. So I'll just uh, knock the top off a few of those while we're getting through the potty tonight. Because uh, why not? Is there a better beer out there at the moment? Methinks not. So No, there isn't. And uh, yeah, again, next week, it's probably time to throw it back out to our listeners and get some uh, get some options uh, on, on what we can try again. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we've done that. And we'll probably do that every few weeks is just uh, put it out there. I know there's a lot of beers out there on the market to try and and uh, we might try and get it out on a Sunday and get a get a bit of interaction and give us a bit of time to to get to the bottle and especially with everything going on up here, it's, uh, it's not that easy to get around at the moment. So... Um, you know, we'll uh, we'll give ourselves a bit of time, but uh, all good. So, lads, what caught your eye over the weekend? Time to chat a bit of bit of footy. Um, Benny, we'll kick it off with you, mate. Uh, you know, there was some good games of footy over the weekend, but obviously it was punctuated by injuries. But aside from all that, mate, what uh, what caught your eye? Um, for me, it's it's probably this weekend and last week is the amount of tries being saved by players. Like Gutho did it, um, then. Billy Kicks and Dane Laurie uh, actually did it in the yeah RTS the, uh, too mate in the Tigers game RTS the last and they were all match savers like match winners like Laurie's 
Lorries was a match winner. Kickouts was a match winner. RTSs was a match winner. All 47 of Guthos were match winners. So <laughs> it's it's good to see like that, just that bit of extra effort. And I was listening to uh, a podcast today and they were talking about how traditionally you're more, you're bigger, more physical and, and more athletic players are known for not really doing the one percenters. So Billy Kicks kind of always fell into that category. Like he was so naturally gifted that he didn't really need to do those one percenters um, in comparison to some of the other players in the NRL. And to see him, I mean, he did lie down for a minute. It probably wouldn't have been as hard to make that if he didn't lie down for 47 years and get back up like the Undertaker and run across field. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it was good to see him make that extra effort from a player that, you know, kind of kind of had a stigma about him of of not being as much of an effort player if you know what I mean yeah definitely mate I think that everyone was pretty surprised and uh, he could have easily thrown in the towel then like he was on the deck oh, yeah. and and you know I don't think anyone would have uh, like, and, and let's be honest it probably shouldn't have been a shouldn't have even got that far like it was an obstruction really oh yes um, it was definitely but uh, you know that, that extra effort was uh was, was what got, got him over the line. Rather that than, yeah. and uh, Olam's ridiculous sticky hands. Yeah, oh, my God. That's Olam for you, mate. There's about like, five blokes in the NRL that would hold on to that, and Olam's one of them. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. And look... Well, my Blake's another one. Yeah, it's true. Adokara <laughs> dropped about four balls that <laughs> night anyway, so maybe that's what scared him off, that uh, he, he couldn't catch a cold out there on the wing. Uh, poor Adakar, so maybe that's what scared him off. But I do agree, mate. Some some good efforts from the fullback, and you know, Gutho and uh, RTS, they've always been known as effort players, and they've come up pretty clutch uh, a few times this year already. Lucky, what about yourself, mate? Um, probably just more so my Panthers, to be honest. I, I, I thought that was uh, one of the best wins we've had in a long time. Obviously, we beat the Storm last year in the rounds, um, which was a good win. But uh, minus Cleary and Coruscant, and then a half a footy without Dylan Edwards as well, who started that game like I've never seen him, to be honest. Like, I, I, I've... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Betty. 150, man. There's no doubt about it. Like. It. Yeah, and, and, and he's copped a bum rap because a couple of years ago he had a, a shock against Melbourne out at uh, Lismore or somewhere like that, Tamworth, and he's a very underrated player, Dylan Edwards, because of that, pretty much. Um, but, uh, yeah, just a really great win from the Panthers, just with, you know, under strength. I know that the uh, Storm didn't have Pappenhausen, and obviously they don't have Grant either. But, uh, yeah, that's the sort of game that we'd probably let slip, and I thought that we sort of controlled that for the most part. Munster had a great game as well, so despite him doing his best efforts to, to pull it back for the Storm, to be able to control that, win it late, uh, was, was really good. So, yeah, uh, I, I don't like to get carried away with the pennies, but, uh, yeah, hopefully that we can sort of continue this form again. It seems to be a bit more honest form than what they showed last year. Uh, so, yeah. It's, a, it's yeah. a different Lukey on the podcast this year, guys. He's, uh, he's somewhat refreshingly optimistic about Penrith because last year it was on a run and it was still down in the dumps. Oh, nah, I'm not going to win this week. <laughs> so it's good to see optimistic. 
I've got a I've got a year's worth of form to go by. I'd be stupid not to trust it. And plus three games this year, and and we look like we did last year, just a little bit more sure of ourselves. So look, we're going to lose games this year, you know, and that's fine. I, I I don't mind that at all. It's as long as we can just keep you know the players on the park and yeah. Lads, I was, uh, and, and look, I said this to you on the day, um, obviously Canberra had some issues uh, with with uh, their, their subs and they had a lot of guys go down injured and, and they were labouring towards the end of that game, but Cody Nikarima probably had the best game he's had for the Warriors on the weekend, I felt. Uh, he stood up when they needed to. Let's put that forward pass to Murdoch Masilla aside because he still created the opportunity and look it was a try so um, you know it's in the books now there's no point dwelling on it he was untouchable he was shredding the Raiders and what you want out of a gun half is someone who when the opportunity's there they put the foot on the throat and they keep it there so don't worry about the fact that yes Canberra was short-handed he still had to get him home from, you know, like a 20-odd point margin. Uh, to, to do that, it uh, wasn't like at halftime it was like 18-14. Uh, you know, they were down, was it 25-6 to six or something like that at halftime? Yeah, uh, yeah it mate, was. And look, O'Sullivan, to his credit, was, was, it was quite good, quite steady as well. Uh, but behind Cody and, and Roger Tuvasashek, like they, they got the Warriors home. And at the end of the day, that was always going to be a game that probably Nathan Brown had as a, oh, geez, we, this is going to be a tough one. Uh, we're probably up against it here. And it's more, more likely to be a loss than a win. They had the opportunity to win it. And Cody Nikarima was fantastic. I thought he uh, kept firing shots at the Raiders and they couldn't touch him I, you know I bet you the uh, the Broncos are wishing they had a Cody Nicarima in their ranks at the moment yeah no doubt and uh, the, all the talk was when CHT went down was that uh, they've got a young fella named Paul Turner over there who's a bit of a, a bit of a gun but he's very much like uh, Nicarima they just wanted O'Sullivan in there because he's more of a game manager just a steady half um, and so he can just let Nicarima sit back, pick and choose his moments and take it on. And it looks like it worked on the weekend. They, they didn't put the responsibility on Nicarima's shoulders to get him around the park. So, yeah, um, look, plenty, plenty of uh, listeners, you know, questioned us putting Nicarima up there in the uh, halfback ranks uh, pre-season. Uh, but, you know, we, we had our reasons for doing it, and it was obviously running off all the big forwards that they had there and off that platform. We, we sort of felt like he was going to go to another level. Uh, and so, yeah, we got that one right, which was so far anyway, which, um, you know, he's, he's always had that potential, Cody. So it's really good to see him uh, uh, fulfilling it. And, lads, what do you make of, uh, obviously, in the last couple of days, the, uh, the 18th man... Um, debate and obviously there's going to be something announced over the next couple of days if it hasn't been already regarding that I'm hearing the mechanics of it is that you can't you won't be able to implement it until there's three HIAs on your bench which I find is pretty severe Uh, and I think uh, last night on 360 hoops recalled that there's only been one game which might have been that Cronulla game on the weekend where that's actually happened in the last three seasons or something to that effect uh, and also that the player that you would be bringing in would have to be a development player, which I like the thought of. What's your thoughts on it, lads? I I think two. I think three is too many, man. Like, if you've got three fucking players ruled out of the game with HIA and you bring in a development player, 
and the other team's full strength, you're cooked. Like, he's a development player, man. Yeah, he's going to give you a bit of extra legs when you need it, but he's not. Like, as a, a development player, is generally not at the NRL standard. So, I think you're cooked. You're missing two players off your bench already. I think two, two HIAs. Um, or if a player is ruled out of the game through foul play from the other team. 100%. So, if there's like a tackle, maybe like a, a spear tackle or something where someone lands on the neck and it's ruled out of the game, um, some stupid high shot like DWZ's high shot, I think those are, those are instances and they need to be by discretion. Like it obviously needs to be case by case. Um, and if, if a player's ruled out of the game from something real dumb or whether it's intentional or unintentional, I think that's uh, a time that they could use the 18th man as well. Yeah, I, I just, the way that everyone sort of got on their high horse about all coaches would exploit it, yes, there was probably coaches that when it started to get some air, air time, probably that's the first thing that they jumped to. Awesome, we can exploit this, let's, you know, and we probably know in our heads who those coaches are. But let's be honest, it wouldn't be every game because you couldn't do it every game because it would then become a pattern and then it would be identified. But second of all, it's about player safety. And, and, and their welfare. So, and as you said, D-Lane, if it's a development player, the likelihood of coaches wanting to inject them for a good portion of the game, because don't forget that um, you'd have to leave them out there the whole time, because if you pulled them off, it would be a substitution, right? Yeah. So you might get the you might get the uh, HIA because I think they do it in the younger grades um, in like the flag and Harold Mats and SG Ball and that. And so I think what happens is is that if you get a HIA, you can put your 18th man on. It's not an in, it's not an interchange unless they failed their HIA. And so you actually still get docked an interchange. I could be wrong, but I think that that's the way that it works. But even so, let's say some team wanted to exploit it after 35 minutes or even 45 minutes. That development player's out there for a half a game of footy. You can't take them off because it's a substitution then. And what say he's a back rower, a young back rower, who's got to defend in the centres? And he's not used to it. He's used to fit defending in a bit tighter, or he's a middle forward that has to defend on an edge or something like that. Like that's, you, you're not going to have too many versatile players that you're going to be able to carry that can cover four, three or four positions on the field, um, which is going to limit coaches as well. Which is going to also then discourage them uh, from substituting them at the expense of an NRL player who's fixed in that position. So, look, a fair bit. To well, come another out, way around it. Another way around it could potentially be like how many players are on development contracts with clubs. It, it, I'm not sure of this number, but it wouldn't be any more than five. No. I think it, it, it's somewhere between three and five. So just say they're just on a rotation basis. So every week you've got to name your 18th man and it's a new development player every week. So that way you can't plan for it as a coach. You know what I mean? It makes it harder for you to, even if you wanted to try and jimmy up the system, then you might one week have a halfback, the next week you might have a front rower, the next week you might have a centre winger. You know what I mean? That would be another yeah. way that you could get around it. 
Yeah, definitely, mate. That's a good idea, I think. But uh, look, uh, if it's up to Volandis, he'll probably pull the trigger on it fairly quickly. And, you know, it won't be till you've got no one on the bench and then you can bring on a bloke from the stands or something. Bloke who's wearing a jersey or something like that. Oh, it's, it's absolute it. dickhead. Yeah. You bring, on, you, bring on a, you bring on a development player. He's a target straight away. That's, that's enough in itself to, like you said, to warrant not... Like as a, it's a really last resort for coaches. Yeah, definitely. Because it, he's definitely. a target. As soon as a development player walks on that field, any good teams like get at him. Oh, hundred percent. Run out, run our biggest players at him. Oh, so. absolutely. Imagine a center having to play in the back row, like a, a, an undersized center that they just go, mate. I need you to fill in on the edge, and you've got Billy Kicks running at you, David Fafita running at you. Yeah, well, like, even if even if they move, they got a center, and they move one of their first grade centers into the back row who's probably more comfortable defending there and leave him this this development player at center they've still got to deal with players that are way above their level like you know imagine yeah. a, a, a young guy coming in on a development contract and trying to tackle someone who's been doing it years like like jamos or someone with lightning feet out in the center is justin olam it's like yeah Oh. Hey, they're not. They're not doing it. Oh. <laughs> Justin Olam. Imagine a Charlie Staines having a line up in the centres against Justin Olam. Oh my god. <laughs> that's that's where the uh, the match official goes. Actually, we can't let you do this. We can't yeah. let you put him on. We got to step in here. It's actually worse if you put him out there. But uh, yeah, we'll see what comes of it over the next few days, lads. But uh, I like the idea of the 18th man. I think this weekend was testament to why we need to look at options like that moving forward if they're not going to uh, slow the game down and take away some of the elements that have caused it to uh, to speed up and 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 ultimately add to the injuries that it did over the weekend. So indeed. All right, let's uh, let's quickly get into the results from the weekend in the headbin and the Legends League. Fuck, 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 fuck. When you have great coaches, you get great players. You have a great organization, and you tell them one thing: just win, baby. Luki, I'll uh, let you kick it off with uh, your uh, your headbin matchup this week. How'd you go, mate? Yeah, got another win. Um, so I'm three and zero now. So I'm pretty happy with the way the boys have performed. So cracked the nine hundred uh, this week. So I had some really good performers this week. I had uh, Azako top score for me with a hundred. Uh, had Schuster knock out a ninety for me, which was really good. Along with George Williams, who also knocked me out a ninety. Uh, and Tavita Pangai, who knocked me out an 82 as uh, captain, so 164. So that was really good. Um, but uh, I had to play Hudson Young. Um, he was a late scratching for me. Um, and so I copped the uh, Lock and Lamb 21 auto emergency and also Peter Hicku did his medial. So that was an 18 low point for me. But I ended up with the uh, 30, uh, 38 point win, I believe. And uh, that was... Uh, Pretty good because it was against the Holmes boys. He's another big timer in the comp. Have you noticed that uh, the Supercoach app gives you a little bit of a message when you lose now? And it says, you get this little pop-up window that says, tough luck. Oh no, you lost your league. Head-to-head matchup. Time to trade? Question mark. It gives yep. you this little bit of I've a seen it three times now. <laughs> <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen the winner one three times because it gives you the winner one. <laughs> Oh, fuck you, fuck you. Fetty, how'd you go, mate? Uh, look, yeah, oh, uh, not great. I went better than you, but not, not great still. Oh, fucking um, everyone went better than mate. me. 
fucking hell. Yeah, well, I, I was only one in front of you. We, neither of us made 700. So let's put it this way. I had three players in my run-on side score over 60. Um, and that was Edwards in half a game. Uh, Wade Egan and Dane Laurie. The rest, dog shit. Across the park, dog shit. Um, so I'm in all sorts of dramas. I've got Harry Grant, Brian Kelly out, and Dylan Edwards now too. Um, I'm, I'm sweating on Grant coming back because he's my captaincy option. You know, Tupanua is now going to be screwed because he hasn't got Kiri out there. So Tupanua is going back to a 35 average player. Um, it might be good thing, good signs for Daniel Tupu, given that right side probably won't be as dominant without Kiri out there. So I'm hoping I can see more out of Daniel Tupu. Um, yeah, but apart from that, I picked up Jared Broker, free agency, 47 without without any attacking points, apart from his goal kicking, but he did slot a few over in that game. It was fairly high scoring. Um, 13 from Kyle Flanagan was probably the miss of the weekend against the Broncos. He's fucking putrid. Uh, and somehow Avarillo, I mean, Avarillo hasn't been great either, but Flanagan's been worse. And uh, Avarillo's copped it and been dropped this week, which is probably deserving anyway. Um, I did have Dewey on the bench score me a 90. And looking at that game, it looked like almost halfway through that game, Dewey basically looked at Brooks and just went, cunt, you are doing fucking nothing and started just playing both sides of the ruck and was just like that link man, both sides of the ruck. And he was that's when he started setting Tommy Tallow up and stuff like that. So um, hopefully from here on, Dewey does a little bit more than what he has been. Oh, well, look, you know, I don't think that... Like, he, you could only have played him for Edwards or Brown and it only yeah. gets you slightly closer 50, to 50 more to the points win. it's not yeah, really exactly. a big deal yeah, yeah. I but, mean uh, I, didn't, I didn't actually have any any tries in my team this week at all none there was not one try in my whole team ah shit I think yeah uh, Coates got look, Nate had Coates he got two um, Frizzell got one in rubbish time um, Manu ended up playing 5-8 and Manu, set up a couple Manu played 5-8 and set him up um Johnston got him a 13, which was funny. Uh, Whitehead and Whiten both got one each, and they would have been on 30 each had they not got those. Yep. Um, so, look, he got some tries. I got zero, and it's just he only got 785. So he was the third lowest score of the week. And um, I got done again. So, I don't know. There's some, there's some reflection to be had, I think. Get down <laughs> to the dumps on Supercoach at the moment, but hopefully we can turn it around at some stage. Well, I might see you down there, mate, because... Uh... I was one of the big casualties from the weekend's injury toll. And, um, yeah, I, I, I had the Madman who owns Teddy, BMOZ, and JMOZ, and I got him on the perfect week. I got him on the week where everyone would have wanted him against, uh, against South. Uh, the Morris brothers only knocked out 40s each, and you'll, you'll cop a 74 from Tedesco every day of the week. Uh, as captain, but unfortunately, it also coincided with the weekend where I had five big outs for me, uh, and obviously that started with Pappenhausen on the uh, the Thursday night. I bought in Nico Hines late, but look, he knocked out a respectable 53, but that was with a try assist and line break assist too. So uh, that doesn't say a lot for for his performance in a pretty tight game. Uh, Benny Hunt obviously fractured his leg and he did that really early. Like he did that in like the 10th minute and played through it. So it really uh, took away his involvement of the game. He did still score a 41 for me on the back of a couple of try assists 
or a line break assist here or there, which was okay. Tarpanay, for me then, did his ankle, scored 10. Uh, so I went without his uh, output. Uh, Mitchell Moses uh, got concussed and only scored me seven. So I lost him as well. As I lost, uh, I also lost Wade Graham, who only knocked out an eight for me as well. So the Dusty Hotels are in a bit of hurt at the moment. Uh, I'm going to have to wave the shit out of my side. And unfortunately, I come up against Homeboys this week. And he's got Kikau and Crichton against Manly, followed up by Arrow, A-Ray, and Cody Walker versus the Dogs. So I'm up against it again. But, you know, if I can pull a win out or even just get close, it'll be one for the record books. I think if uh, if Holmes Boys doesn't put up a 1,000 this week, then uh, maybe he needs to do a bit of reflection as well. And I'm just throwing some just idle chat out there, just hoping. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is just at this point. I've got, uh, I've got Gutterfly this week. And I don't know about you boys, but he's got Yo, Toor, Capewell, and Momorowski up against that manly defense. So I'm probably just going to sit back and not even worry about doing my team this week. Well, the risk, though, is, Benny, the risk is that, like, if somehow manly put up a decent performance, like, it might be a 22-12 kind of thing, and there's not a heap of points. That's a, There's a lot of risk in his team because when Penrith don't score a lot of points... Uh, now, he lost to the Mungles, who I don't even think they were fielding 13 last week. And when the Panthers don't put on a heap of points, then then his team is susceptible. So, mate, you gotta you just got to put 13 blokes on the field and hope that uh, you get it right for that week when you're hurting as much as you and I are. But I've got, uh, I've got Payne Haas coming back this week. I was kind of hoping I'd get him, get him back for a week without Lodge. Uh, so he kind of played big minutes. I don't know if, if I'll see the full effect of Payne Haas this week uh, because uh, they're playing Melbourne and they love to tie up the middle, but it isn't the Melbourne of uh, the Cameron Smith era, so hopefully we see a little bit there. And I'm probably going to play Drinkwater over over Milford this week, so who knows what happens there. Uh, we'll see what uh, what can come of that. Luke, you take us through the Legends League, mate. Another W to the, to the Blowies. Yep. Uh, we did have another win, um, so we're now two and one. We uh, beat the NRL physio Brian, and uh, he was one of the blokes who we rated early on in the season as having one of the uh, contending sides. So to get a, a W against him was, was was really good off the back of our uh, Ben Hunt inspired loss the week previous. <laughs> Um, so we, we were pretty consistent. We didn't have anyone crack the ton, but we had uh, Cody Walker and Dewey hit 90s for us. Harrison Rapana hit 87s. Takiyahu 79. And Peachy also got us a 79. So we were pretty consistent along the board uh, with our scoring. And it was sort of back and forth uh, all week. And so, yeah, we've sort of come home late with the uh, the Sunday for us because he had a uh, pretty good Sunday as well. He had Connor Watson 104, Tino 61, and Drinkwater 42. We had Dewey 90, Brooks 67, and Peachy 79. So up the Brooks. Go the Brooks. Uh, yeah, go the Brooks. Benny, uh, how so do you yeah, feel about yeah. the Brooks now, mate? How do you feel about the Brooks now? <laughs> He's still dog shit. I know. I know, I know. He's still it, rubbish. It was only for Dewey so I can catch, man. Like... Oh, no, but he laid oh. on that Uitikaman uh, try as well. That was yeah. just a good one. And, that was uh, actually a good ball. That was a good ball, but it was funny watching Uitikaman just look at the fullback and just be like, oh, yeah, all right. No, no worries, Tex. And just pushed <laughs> yeah. him out of the way. See you, mate. Had no no chance. So, yeah, that uh, there's, there's a few of us now on four wins there, and um, I think uh, Wilfred the Catfish and Three Wise Draftsmen are up the top 
undefeated at the moment. So, got a bit ahead of us, but uh, yeah, the team's sort of treading water at the moment, doing all right. Who we got this weekend, mate? Uh, we got the Rugby League Guru, who hasn't won a game yet, so hopefully that bodes well for us. But, you know, in Supercoach, it's always those ones that you've got to be, be wary of. You never take those ones easy because they can just get, it on, get you on a good week, eh? And then all of a sudden, you're staring down the barrel of a, of a loss. Yeah, 100%. 100%. All right, lads, good stuff. Let's get into uh, Teamless Tuesday. this program to bring you a special report. Congratulations, the rest of you made the team. <sighs> Except you, you and you. Well, that's a fair bit of uh, injury analysis and some uh, some new faces in, in the lineups this week. Benny, you're going to kick us off, mate, uh, with the... Oh, God, Panthers and Seagulls. With the Panthers Seven, and the Seagulls, mate. Yep. 7.05 at Lotto Land on uh, Thursday night. Uh, looks like weather's four percent chance of rain, so bring on some points for for Pennywell. Look, I'd like to <laughs> I'd like to see some points, but I don't want them to convert into super coach for for Benny Tracy. But we'll see how we go from there. Um, look, there's a couple of changes for the Sea Eagles. Tommy's probably another week away, so Dylan Walker's um, he had a better game last week against the Dragons, but it, it was the Dragons, so. Um, he, uh, he, he keeps that number one jersey. Tommy's next week, but he's probably only in for two weeks and then it'll be out again. So Walker's probably going to have to get used to that number one jersey, I think. Um, so Tafoa uh, Sipley for Manly has been uh, pushed back to the reserves. I think he played, I think he is, um, had a good game in, in Reggie's the other week. So, But um, Morgan Boyle's been added to the bench. Um, so Josh Schuster has kept his, has kept his spot in the back row. Which is good. He um, he looked good last week, so it's um, a win if if you picked him up last week. But that's about the only changes for Manly this week. They're pretty much as um, as expected. Uh, for the Panthers, obviously Edwards is out and is expected to miss. It says a month, but as we spoke about before, if he gets surgery on that hand, it could be sort of two to three weeks. Um, Stephen Crichton's shifted to fullback, and they've brought Matt Burton in and put him in the centres. Um, the, the forward pack's pretty much unchanged. Lino has um, taken his place on the on the interchange. Uh, he did hurt his shoulder against the Storm, but it looks like he's been he's fit to play. So I think there's probably a cricket score happening here, I believe, um, especially in clear weather. I mean, Crichton's not... Prob- I, I would probably have Edwards at fullback over Crichton just through experience, but he's going to do a job there. And I think um, vice-captaincy and captaincy-wise, you can light up 1-7... to seven on this Panthers team, um, VC, all any any of them across that back line, and you'd be right. And I think you'd also throw the VC on Capewell and Yo, and I wouldn't even bother with with Manly. Um, as for pickups in this game, I've only got two, uh, no one from Manly. But if Matt Burton wasn't taken on the uh, the late Nathan Cleary withdrawal last week, he's one to to chuck in this week, and I don't mind Charlie Staines as a matchup play here, free agency. Yep, nice one, mate. Um, Taniela Baseka is probably someone, if you're in a deeper league and short and front rowers, he's putting up consistent 45s to 50s uh, at the moment. Uh, and look, I think uh, 
Oh, I think he could do worse than Cherry Evans as a VC play here as well. I think he's going to try his ass off like he did last week too. So if that's your only option, you could probably go. Here. Yeah, but he did that against the Dragons. I don't see that that coming to fruition against the Panthers, man. Yeah, possibly. Ass off all he likes. I don't think he's going to get anywhere. It's possible. <laughs> it's true. Good stuff, mate. All right, Lukey, Dogs and Rabbits. This is uh, the traditional Good Friday matchup, uh, 3.05 p.m. Yeah, yeah, so it should be a good one. Day game um, for Rabbits owners. Um, I don't see the dogs really doing anything. I think it's going to be similar to the game before that. Um, few changes for the Bulldogs. Um, there aren't any changes for the Rabbits. It's all 1-17 to 17 that uh, played the week before. So uh, Marshall King's hurt his foot again. I think this is the second time this season he's hurt his foot. So... Uh, He's done for about six to eight. Uh, Sione Katoa has been named um, as the starting hooker, and they haven't actually named a replacement hooker on the bench. So I don't know whether Brad Dietz, I know they had to get an exemption to play him earlier in the year, but uh, he's not on the bench this week or in the reserves. So I don't know what's happening there. So um, Nick Meany moves to fullback which uh, the <laughs> Corey Allen experiment didn't last very long. I, I actually was saying to you, wasn't I, D-Lane, to hold on to Hopper because I reckon he goes back to fullback, but uh, clearly it's uh, it's Nick Meaney, so I don't know what happens there. If uh, Going forward, if Nick Meaney doesn't doesn't do anything, I think Hopper probably gets a look in there. But uh, So he's been named at fullback. Um, Josh Jackson's been suspended for two games, I believe, um, yep. for a crusher tackle. Um, so yeah, that, uh, opens the door for a couple of the fringe forwards to get, uh, a spot there. Captaincy, vice captaincy is being game two. Hopefully you've got, uh, a captaincy option, but, uh, vice captaincies. <laughs> do, do the dogs actually have a captaincy option? They don't. No, they don't. <laughs> who the fuck's going to be their anyone. captain? <laughs> no, no, like a literal, who is going to captain that team this week? It'll be oh, Adam maybe Elliot. Adam Elliott, I think. I reckon it'll be or Adam Hopper Elliott Wadi. or maybe Hopper. I, I, I'd actually probably give it to Hopper Wadi, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but look, uh, yeah, captaincies, you wouldn't captain anyone this early on. So vice captains, I'd go Cook, Walker, Latrell, Murray, AJ or Gagai. Um, I don't know if I'd go any of the forwards. You could possibly, oh, except for Murray, you could maybe go Jai Arrow, but that would be with the hope he scored a try or something like that. Um, waivers, free agencies, uh, and, and look, you're not doing it for this game, but um, so I'd probably look at uh, Corey Waddell. He's played 80 minutes last week and punched out a 50. Uh, you could go Hold Nick it. Meany. You did, you did, didn't you? You attracted it, but you you should have trusted your gut. <laughs> but uh, no, he's he's punched out eighty, so he get 50, 50 odd for you each week there. Nick Meaney as a fourth centre wing option. Um, uh, you know his kick returns. Who knows what happens there? But it might be worth a punt. Uh, Sione Katoa with no other hooking option on the bench. You probably know he's going to get through forty tackles. Uh, and another one who's not actually on here, but if he hasn't been picked up in your league, now's the time to go and grab Luke Thompson. If Luke Thompson's going to do anything, um, obviously Josh Jackson's missing next week. You think they might push, push Josh Jackson back to the edge uh, it, just to sort of starch that up a little bit on that right side with Fatala Mariner now injured. Uh, so Luke Thompson might be looking at some 
minutes in the middle there and I think now's the time to go and grab him while he's not on your waiver lists or anything like that. He's not in front of people's faces having scored any points. So definitely, um, if you've got room to stash him, grab him. Yeah, nice one, Lukey. Very good. Storm and Broncos, second game on Friday night. And uh, on paper, this is... uh Likely to be another whitewash, but I think that uh, I think the Broncos come to play in this game. Getting Payne Haas might give him an extra leg. Well, I'm hoping so anyway. Uh, the Storm, Pappenhausen comes back at fullback. You got Jennings, Smith, Olam, Adokar, Munster, and Hughes, which has been their lineup for the last few weeks. Ranko Lee was due to come back this week, but he's been stuck in Brisbane and unable to fly out because of the COVID lockdown. And he would have taken his spot in the centres, pushing Remus Smith to the wing, which is where we've been wanting to see him. Uh, for the first month of football. Uh, Ford Packers, as per program from the last few weeks, Tom Eisenhuth retains his spot in the back row uh, despite uh, having his uh, ribcage opened up by Spencer Lino, which I think was a bit of a dubious tackle, but uh, he seems to have recovered uh, from that. And they say rib cartilage is a pain management issue, so if it is just rib cartilage, he might be able to play through that. Uh, and then on the bench, you've got Smoothie, Kamakamika, Lewis, and Shoney. For the Broncos, Isaac Coates, Farnworth, Newey, Mead, Milford, and Croft still retains his spot, even though Tom did and uh, had, had a nice little cameo at the back end of the game last week. Uh, Matthew Lodge and Payne Haas uh, come back into the, the forward pack. Jake Turpin, Alex Glenn, Jordan Ricky, and Patrick Carrigan round out the starting pack. John Asiata. Thomas Flegler, Tavita Pangai Jr. and Ben Teo are the interchange. Interesting to see that Pangai uh, hasn't been favoured in that edge spot over Ricky. So that kind of tells you a little bit about the future plans of Jordan Ricky. I, I like it. Um, not necessarily that Pangai is on the bench, but I like the fact that they're back in Ricky uh, in that position. So I still think Tavita Pangai plays 50 to 55 minutes in this game like he has for the first few weeks. And you kind of like him running at the tired defences. And the set, like think about Pangai Jr. coming on at the likes of Chris Lewis and Darren Shoney, Tyson Smoothie, those kind of guys. Uh, it's kind of what you want. And it might be where the Bronx Coast might be able to take a bit of ascendancy back in this one. Captaincy, vice captaincies, I think, with the Storm. Definitely look at the likes of Pappenhausen, Munster. Um, you could potentially look at uh, Brandon Smith um, if, if you game. Uh, obviously, the outside backs are worth having a punt. Justin Olin's been in pretty good form as well. For the Broncos, Azako showed some really good signs last week. Uh, it's hard to really go for a VC option uh, for the Broncos in this one. I'd like to see, and I'm a Payne Haas owner, I'm going to wait and see what uh, Payne Haas kind of puts out and his minutes and the rotation that he gets before I chuck the VC on him. But if you don't have any the other options he's someone that you could uh, definitely throw the VC on pickups in this one I think if uh if you've got some storm outside backs on your free agencies or your waivers, uh, probably not waivers, but uh, but your free agencies, uh, blokes like maybe a George Jennings, um, obviously Remus Smith and Josh Adokar in this one, I think you could be looking at it. Herbie Farnsworth was really good last week. He's been good all year, basically, and it was good last year as well, uh, pretty much. So he's he's looking uh, like he could be a pickup and stash. Maybe not a play in this one. Obviously, uh, the, the storm like to keep things nice and tight, but... Uh, that's it for the Storm and the Broncos, guys. Uh, Benny, you want to take us through the Sharks and the Cowboys? Mate, mate, I think the Sharkies might be up against it in this one. Yeah, look, 
it's it's going to be wet up there too uh, when this game's on. So it's going to be some ugly footy from some ugly teams. Um, <laughs> I can't I can't see this being a pretty one either way. I don't really care who wins here, mate. I'm kind of I wish I could go, but the whole COVID situation's kind of. It's not something that I'm going to be overly upset about missing out on anyway. Surely you move this game back up to, to Townsville. Well, or even, or even back down to Sharks. Yeah, back down to Sharks somewhere. Crowd, yeah. Anyway, yeah. whatever. They, they do what they do. I mean, they're not going to get a big crowd anyway. It's pretty. It's going to be a bludger of a game with how many injuries sort of Sharks have gotten. the team that the Cowboys put on the park every week. Um, so there's a host of changes in both sides for Cronulla. Uh, now, Graham and Kennedy have both been named to play, um, but they still need to pass their concussion protocols to take their place. If they don't make it, uh, I would look at... Oh, for Kennedy, I reckon Dugan will probably push back to fullback and maybe Nana McDonald comes into the team um, from the reserves. I don't know what they do. I reckon maybe Andrew Fafita will come onto the bench if, if Graham's ruled out and push Jack Williams onto an edge. Um, or Billy Magulius, one or the other. Um, other than that, Sione Katoa suffered an uh, MCL, so they think he's going to be out for six weeks or so, and he's been replaced by Marwin Harodi, who we spoke about a couple of weeks ago as being touted as the fastest player at the club, but I saw him run the other week, and he's not the fastest player at the club. I'll give you that fucking gist. He was the fastest player hooked off the field a couple of <laughs> Wasn't weeks he? ago. Just <laughs> gone. <laughs> Didn't take him longer to run to the sideline. Oh, yeah. It's um, disgusting. So Jesse Ramian's back next week. Which is going to be welcome. Well, yeah, if he try, if he puts in effort, it'll be welcome. Uh, Nakora accepted a two-week ban for a shoulder charge too on Clint Gutherson. so he's been replaced by Teague Wilton in a, in a um, starting back row, and Brad Trindle comes onto the bench for him. Um, Royce Hunt and Talakai um, have had both of their returns pushed back to round seven. So interesting to see what happens with that Talakai. Um, I think he needs to be getting bulk minutes because he's he's a bit of X factor. You get in that forward pack. Um, and I don't think limiting his, limiting his minutes is going to be any do any good for for Johnny Morris. Surely, surely you play him over Nakora. What the fuck is Nakora giving you yeah, guys at the moment? Look, Nakora hasn't been great. He wasn't great last year, which was why Talakai got that spot. Um, but he's been better this year to an extent, but he's still not great. So I I would think you'd play Talakai sixty in the, on the edge and give Nakora twenty on twenty on the edge. But that's just me. Um, as for the Cowboys. He, <laughs> Toddy Payton's dropped Jake Clifford and Isan Masters. So the big signing is Masters dropped, just clean dropped. So he, um, he's, he's pulled the trigger on them. I don't mind it. Isan Masters hasn't been putting in a lot of effort. So it's unfortunate for those blokes that we told him to pick him up the other week. But anyway, um, Mitch Dunn, his injured his foot too uh, last weekend against the Sharks. So those changes. Justin O'Neill moves moves in from the wing to the. Centers and he partners Connolly Lamulu, and uh, he, that's his first game for the season. He doesn't offer a lot either. Um, Tabiwa Fado's moved back to the wing, and Ben Hampton's come in to replace Jake Clifford. Um, Hampton's an effort player, and he offers more X factor than Clifford, but he's still probably not super coach relevant. Um, Ruben Cotter didn't pass HIA, so he's not playing, and. Uh, um, with Dunn injured and Hess pushed back to the bench, the the back row's got a change, big change. So Ben Condon comes in for his second NRL game. Uh, he joins Shane Wright and Josh McGuire in that back row. So it's a pretty green back row apart from McGuire. Um, see how they go up against the likes of Woods and Rudolph and Graham if he plays. But um, 
Yeah, there's not much to talk about here, mate. I don't have any captaincy or vice captaincies. Maybe throw a VC on Kennedy and Holmes. That's about the only ones I can, I can think. Possibly drink water too. Um, and pickups. Uh, <laughs> not even free agency. Don't waste your time. I reckon Tony, uh, Toddy Payton's, Toddy Payton's taken to his team with a broom, as he said he would, but he's pulled the broom out of a pile of shit and he's just smeared it with some more fucking rubbish. Just smeared it's it. So it's bad. disgusting. He doesn't have well, any other options. It's, it's he, all good to doesn't. say I'm going to have a but clean why, But that's, the thing. that's exactly right. Why make the changes if you've got nothing better to change it with? I think dropping um, Clifford's a horrible idea for Ben Hampton. Like, uh, I, I, like think about what happened with, uh, with, with Milford... And uh, what's his name? Croft the week before. Like, imagine having Tino and Fodawaka and Fafita and these blokes running at you all night. It's a lonely place, man. The same thing happened to the Cowboys on the weekend, and you're going to hook a bloke for that? Like, Isan Masters made some stupid mistakes again. That's Isan Masters. Do what you want with him. But I think bringing Ben Hampton in, a bloke who's, what, played maybe two or three games of half in his whole career, it's not the answer, mate. It's... A, yeah, it's tough. I mean, you know, maybe, you know, you look... I, I thought Mitchell Dunn was due for a spell in Reggie's anyway, despite the injury, and then obviously Cohen Hess is just disgusting. Probably doesn't deserve to be on an NRL roster anymore. But, you know, like, Jake Granville keeps his spot. You know, is, Reese Robson really can't play 80? Um, you know, what are you getting from Jake Granville? I, I saw him come on the field, and he just runs sideways and just runs his... But he also gave away, he gave away three penalties late in that game. When Two of them the, for stripping the ball. Exactly, was, yeah. in consecutive sets of football. Now, if you're looking for a reason to fucking pull a bloke, that's it right there. Like, that is just stupid shit. And Jordan McLean as well. Oh, mate. Surely he's on his last, last NRL contract. What has happened to these players, man? Like, what is it that's... Josh McGuire's the only one with any mongrel left in him out there. Jordan McLean on like 600 grand isn't helping the situation. Like, it's tying up so much coin in your salary cap, it's ridiculous. Um, you know, they need to shed a bit of, bit, bit over the off-season. They need to rebuild. That's that's what they need to do. They need to rebuild now. And they need to uh, they need to swallow the, the, the bitter pill and retire Michael Morgan and use some of that to try and start to rebuild by a... A uh, second roller, get get Nat Butcher from the, the Roosters, someone who's sturdy, solid, has got like 60 or 70 games under their belt, um, but they need to rebuild. Yeah, well, so it's, you, uh, do you I keep the quarter and, and just find a good half, a good seven, like an, a, an out-and-out seven? Everyone's someone, talking about Reynolds. Everyone's Reynolds, talking Reynolds about Reynolds. Reynolds would be a good fit, man, because yeah. he can well, manage, drink water can run, Holmes is a good fullback. Apparently... The Cowboys have flown to Sydney like tonight to go and meet with Reynolds' agent tomorrow to discuss getting him up there because they're going to retire Michael Morgan. That's the talk. It, I think Morgan retiring is a foregone conclusion. You know, I mean, we can only hear read what we read on socials and in the news. But yeah, from what I understand, that it's a it's it's going to happen. And so with that coin, they're going to go down and give Reynolds an offer that he can't refuse. Apparently. It is sad to see a guy so young like like Morgan have to retire, like. And I think I heard a podcast today. They were just saying the last time they saw him, he just looked like he'd lost that sort of desire. And some players kind of feed feed off football. So if they're if they're unhappy off the field, you know, football makes them feel better. Like it's a, it's a it's an escape from life. But 
some players, if they're unhappy off the field, they don't want to play either. And I feel like I yeah. feel like Morgan might be one of those players. You know, he can't get his body right. He's down a bit, and and footy just is an extra added burden. So, look, man, all the best to him and whatever. But it's unfortunate. Cowboys up against it here. But uh, go on, Benny. We can cut you off a bit there, mate. No, I finished. Uh, as I said, Ken- <laughs> Kennedy and Holmes and and Drinkwater are VC options in this. Uh, I don't have any others, and I don't have any pickups in this game either. All right, nice one. Okay, Lukey, on to the Titans and Raiders, and this is surely the match of the round. Yeah, I reckon. I, I think it is. Um, so, yeah, two teams that are sort of playing pretty good footy. Uh, I think the Raiders were um, a Jordan Rapana left hand away from winning that game of football. Um, decided, <laughs> yeah. to go, decided to go with his right hand, um, erroneously. And, yeah, but still, they're, they're, the thing with the Raiders is they're not looking great, but they're just grinding out these wins. So you got to think it's going to... It's going to tick for them soon where they're really dominating. Well, they, they kind of dominated the Tigers in the first round, but uh, the Titans are really hitting their straps after losing to the Warriors uh, in that first week. So uh, this, should be, uh, this should be a good contest. As far as uh, ins and outs go, um, Titans haven't had to make a change. They've uh, made it official with the uh, Tino and Fodawaka swap. Uh, Brian Kelly comes into the onto the uh, reserves bench onto the um, into the 21 jersey so I don't know whether they're just sort of giving him a chance to come up uh, I don't know if he'll come good this week how was the move how was the move oh, was the I was move just about that- to say oh my god could uh, but this is the thing right like Brian Kelly comes back Phil Semi puts another couple of those performances in he probably plays on the right yeah I think, like, I think Philip Sammy has to take Herbert's spot man that yeah. was that was fucking electric. It was so good to watch because he's just hit that sort of unders line on the outside of his man, and it was a it was a money ball from Mitch Rain too, by the way. And he's just his shoulders were in, and he's just snapped that winger. That was uh, that was like that Roger Tuivasa Sheks cranking that he did a couple of years ago. Oh when yeah, he, when he got him on the break, and you, you saw that and just went, ah, the footwork's still there. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that was Cohen Hess. Oh no, it was Ethan Lowe, wasn't it? And he just left him grabbing at air. He actually went to grab him and there was just nothing there. It was air. No, no, so. it was the, wing, the winger had jammed in. So, yeah, like for all intents and purposes, he should have drawn and passed there. But he was just like, nah. Just snap. <laughs> Not happening, just snap. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Oh, it was beautiful, beautiful thing to watch. Um, so with the Raiders, they've obviously uh, copped a few injuries from last week's game against the Warriors, so Dynamis Louis comes back in. They've named Hudson Young to return. Apparently he trained all week last week um, and just sort of did the conservative thing and sat out the week, so hopefully he's better for that. Uh, he comes back in. Um, Louis comes in at prop and Ryan Sutton goes to lock uh, for Joseph Tarpany, who's obviously got that ankle complaint. Uh, hopefully the ankle's only maybe sort of three to four weeks um from what i understand the uh, nrl physio said that he's got prior ankle problems so the reason why it looks so bad is that he's probably torn some scar tissue if anyone's ever torn scar tissue you know that it's a lot more painful than tearing like muscle fibers but um so that's probably why it looked really bad at the time but it was just a, a lateral ankle sprain which is the ones that you want not the uh, syndesmosis injury um, so uh, Sebastian Chris obviously 
he's uh, under a bit of a concussion cloud, but if he can come up, he will replace Curtis Scott, who's got those couple of broken ribs that he played through for the rest of the game. Um, Ryan James is also under a concussion cloud as well, so we'll see if he comes up there. Uh, captaincy vice, captaincy options... Um, I, I sort of didn't go with captaincy options here. Uh, I sort of just still went with vice captaincies because of just reliability. Um, you could go Tino again, but Tino's sort of hovering around that mid-50s to 60s, so I don't know if I could cold-hard captain him. So vice captaincy-wise, I've just gone Brimson, Fogarty, and George Williams. You could possibly also throw one on a uh, Jordan Rapana and, um, you know, Corey Thompson too if you were sort of void David, of options David there. David Fafita? David Fafita. Oh, yes. Sorry. Yes, I've, I've totally overlooked David Fafita here. So, yes, David and, and I'd go, based um, on his uh, – I'd get Peachy, man. I, I wouldn't mind chucking the VC on Peachy too in this game. He looked the great. Yeah, the problem is he's only getting 40 minutes. So, and whilst he does look great and he's generating attacking stats, it's how much can he generate in that 40 minutes to be worthy of putting a vice captaincy on him? Sure. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's, that's, but, you know, Peachy, we picked him up in Legends League a couple of weeks ago for Remus Smith and he's rewarded us for doing that. He's played really, really well as a centre wing option. Um, waivers free agencies here. Um, obviously, Sebastian Chris, uh, he looks to be the goods in the centres. Look, to be honest, he could possibly keep Curtis Scott out if he plays, you know, a month of good footy. Uh, I yeah, think that he sure. could possibly keep him out. Ryan Sutton, obviously, he was doing good things when he played, you know, 40, 50 minutes at prop. He now goes to lock. He could possibly... He's probably going to do the same. He'll probably just play the 50 minutes, but I think he's definitely a pick-up there. Um, and I've also got... Um, I've got Tanner Boyd here. Um, he looked pretty good last week without doing anything um, really outstanding. You know, he's got good footwork, good speed off the mark, and he's, he's um, happy to run which is something Ash Taylor's not comfortable doing. So, uh, you know, I mean, Ash Taylor's dealing with that wrist issue. Is is he guaranteed a spot? I mean, if the Titans go on a bit of a run here and Boyd play some good footy, I, I see Holbrook being the type of person that just goes, yeah, we'll, we'll keep Boyd there. Um, so, but look, you know, if you're in a real deep league, 12, 14-man league, and you're struggling for halves, the Titans got a decent run coming up, so Tanner Boyd might be a, a option for you. All right, good stuff. So I've got the uh, the Knights and the Dragons, 4.05 on Sunday. So this is a bit of an interesting matchup, this one, because both teams are fairly injury-affected. Uh, and so I think that, uh, yeah, this one could go either way. Knights line up, Tex Hoy, Stafford Toa, uh, Nari Tuala, Gemma Shibasaki, Heimel Hunt, Kurt Mann, and Mitchell Pierce. Shibasaki goes into the centres for Dom Young. Uh, Shibasaki had a fucking howler on the weekend, but um, AOB's putting a bit of faith in him and has moved him into into centre. Startoa retains his spot on the wing. Forward pack is as what is what it has been for the last uh, few weeks. Mitch Barnett is under an injury cloud. He's going to be given until Saturday to prove his fitness. I believe that if he is ruled out, Brody Jones probably comes in on that edge for him, which moves the needle backwards, if anything. Um, so just keep your eyes on that one. Uh, for the Dragons, Dufty Ramsey, Braden Williami comes in for Jack Bird, who has been suspended, I believe. Yes, is that yes, right? He has. Yeah, yep. for that he stood on. Yeah, the stomp. Someone's leg. There, yeah. 
Uh, I thought it was a little bit Moses innocuous, Sully. to be honest. Moses Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Zach Lomax, Ravalawa, Norman, Adam Clune comes in for Ben Hunt, uh, Blake Laurie, McCulloch, Vaughan, Kerr, Sims, Fui Mayano, and the interchange is Farmasuli, Marin, Alvaro, and Ford. Look, the Knights should still get the bickies here, but the Dragons have got the wood on us up at McDonald Jones. Uh, we haven't beaten them up there for a while, so uh, look, I think for you're looking at captaincy options at this stage on Sunday. I think with the Knights, you're looking at Clemmer, Braley, Saifidi, Frizzell, Barnett, and Watson. Basically, anyone in that forward pack you could put the captaincy on at this stage. Uh, for the Dragons, you could probably take a punt at Dufty. At this point, maybe Norman, uh, McCulloch, and Paul Vaughan. Norman's uh, only got one good game in him, and that was last week. Uh, I, couldn't put the, I couldn't put the captaincy on him. I couldn't put the captaincy on him, not at this stage. It'll be interesting to see what he does without Ben Hunt. Uh, pickups in this one. Uh, it's a bit of a hard one for me to endorse any of the outside backs for the Knights. At this stage, if Heimel Hunt's still on your waivers, definitely grab him. Uh, Kurt Mann owners, red flags everywhere, with uh, Blake Green being included on the bench as our number 17. I see a little bit of Kurt Mann playing through the middle in this one and Blake Green coming on and maybe playing 20 minutes at six, potentially, just to get some run back in his legs, but don't con- I can't confirm that. Uh, for the Dragons, uh, pickups in this one. Look, Tariq Sims had a good game last week, but the two weeks before that, he failed to get out of the 30s, I believe. So, uh, you know, buy beware on Tariq Sims if you're going to pick him up. Boys, anything extra on that one? No, no you covered no, it, mate. So. All good. So, Benny, back to you for the Roosters and the Warriors. And I'm gunning for the Warriors in this one. I absolutely want them to smash the Roosters. Sorry, not sorry to any Roosters reckon, fans out there. I reckon it's possible, man. Like, I, I got think a they pretty, can win this game. Green, yeah, yeah you got a pretty green halves pairing. And Kiri's an important part of that Roosters, that Roosters um, attack. So... Missing him, I mean, yeah, okay, Sam Walker's a fucking gun and whatever, but this is NRL, it's a different standard, so we'll see how he goes. Um, it's it's a, an SCG game, this one, 6.15 on Sunday. Uh, we've got the Monday game, we've still got a 6.15 Sunday game, but I don't <laughs> get it, but whatever. Um, and it looks like there's going to be, there's no rain forecast, partly cloudy, so good for some games, good for some uh, two of us check magic. Um so we'll start with the Warriors. Um, so they've, they've had a couple of changes. Peter Hiku has been ruled out with a knee injury, and that's brought on uh, Marcelo Montoya oh dear. to play. That's a bloke who couldn't keep his spot at the dogs. So, look, it's not great, but Hiku will be back soon, hopefully. <laughs> they reckon four, four weeks, but they're going to need him back. They're going to realise they need him back, and I don't think Montoya... Is going to last there. Um, there's been a reshuffle in the in the forward pack as well. Uh, Bailey Serenin has been promoted to the starting side, and they are on the edge. And Tohu Harris has shifted back to 13, and Jazz Tavanga back to the interchange bench. Um, that's it for the for the Warriors. Otherwise, they're the same as last week. Um, for the Roosters, it's the big one of the weekend, really. Uh, the back line, one to five, stays the same. We said Esco, Tupu, Morris, Manu, and Morris. The halves pairing is now Drew Hutchinson and Sam Walker. Uh, with um, Lachlan Lamb out and 
Luke Keery doing his ACL. So Luke Keery's gone for the season. I believe Lachlan Lamb did a knee. And yeah. was, it, was it an MCL? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. So yeah. probably six weeks or so minimum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's similar uh, to the Harry Grant diagnosis. Yeah, yep. So uh, onto the bench uh, comes Matty Kavalu and Nat Butcher comes back onto the bench as well. Um, Joseph Sawali's been named in the reserves. I don't know if we'll see him this week, but I think if one of these two halves shits the bed, I reckon Manu pushes to six and we see Sawali in the centres. Well, I don't know about that, man, because one, you've got Ikevalu at 14, who's probably clearly ahead of him. But also, I read a story today that the Roosters fucked up the application to have him as a part of their top 30 squad, so they've got to reapply now. So they they said it's a formality, but it's going to delay them being able to... To, to play him if the opportunity arises. Can they name him in the 21 if they can't play him? <sighs> Don't know, mate. I just read the story. It didn't say too much outside of that. Uh, but, yeah. Don't know. Oh, well, we'll see how we go. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think that that is a possibility. If they can get Suwali, if they want to get Suwali on the way to do it, is to move Manu to six and, and put Suwali in the centres where he's yeah, comfortable. Sure. But sure. that's if they want to play him. Walker. Sorry, boys. Um, look, a Walker, a Walker Mano halves pairings, not awful, really. A lot, a lot better than a lot of other halves pairings in the comp. So um, we'll see how they go this week, I suppose. And I, I don't know how long they're going to give um, Hutchinson and, and Walker there before they make any changes, but it remains to be seen. So um, did you see the? Options. Did yeah, you see right. the articles? Did you see the articles circulating today about who the Roosters should get on the phone to? To because they're seeking injury compensation, which they'll James probably Maloney. fucking get. That there was James Maloney and there was someone else, but you know who wasn't there? Jackson Hastings. And like I know that him and Robbo probably had a falling out and whatever, but I mean, I t- tell you what, you could do a fuckload worse than Jackson Hastings. Fucking and Tigers just, are chasing him hard, and I don't mind it. It's a good play. <clears throat> just get him over and just go look. We'll, we'll, just for this year, but it'll also put give you a good exa- uh, opportunity to show yourself to other teams for next year like because oh, i actually think a walker manu halves combination is it's uh, dire not because they're not talented enough but i think the week in week out footy of trying to uh, keep them in games to generate pressure to do the things that you need to do to win football games drew hutchison i think he's got that up top he's i just there. think his body he's there for his kicking game for sure yeah, because right. you can't put yeah. that pressure on walker Agreed. and he'll just yep. yeah yeah, that's fair. So I, I don't hate like I don't hate the Hastings play. Hastings got Man of Steel over there for a, a reason, you know. It's not a nothing mm-hmm. award, um, but I think the Tigers get Hastings. To be honest, they're chasing him pretty hard. I reckon they'll get him over. Yeah. Um, Captain sees in this game. I've got RTS Harris and AFB for the Warriors, and I got Teddy Crichton and TKO uh, for the Roosters in this game. I can't really throw captain sees on anyone else in this game because it's a pretty well unknown. It's a pretty even matchup. Um, as for pickups, I've got a few here. So, Radley's back. Um, he's come back into the side. Sorry, I, I overlooked that before. So, yeah, Victor Radley has come back into the into the run-on side. So, if he's been dropped, um, he's probably a, a high high waiver, I would imagine, um, regardless of how he starts out his, uh, his return, whether he gets reduced minutes or whatever. I, I still think he's worth having. Um... I don't mind probably a waiver for Hutchison. Um, 
and some free or and, and maybe a waiver for Egan too. If you're short in the in the hooking spot, Wade Egan went pretty good last week, and um, I know Tavanga is going to take minutes off him, but he, he still probably gets sixty in there with Tavanga playing through the middle a little bit. Um, and I also don't mind picking up Sean O'Sullivan. Now this is something I wanted to touch on earlier. I'm in a bit of a tight spot at the moment, and there will be some other people out there as well. Uh, our our leagues pretty spot on with their wavering and drafting and and we listen to the other podcasts and there's people being named on those podcasts as pickups for the week that were picked up by our league at the start of the season or you know like two weeks ago kind of thing so Walker and Hutchison will be named by a lot of a lot of people to pick up this week but they you know uh, Walker was gone Suwali's gone in our league already so um, I, I'm, in a, I'm in a position at the moment where I've got to play match-up plays in the half-back slot um, rather than your centre wing slot, which is where you'd usually use your uh, your half-back plays. So I don't mind O'Sullivan as a pickup uh, and a stash and use him in match-up plays. It could be this week, but I'd be looking at again at your, at your weaker teams, your, you know, your Manly's, your Dragons, Dogs, Tigers, those kind of match-ups and playing him in there. Um, and... I think Drew Hutchins is a pick up here as well if I didn't say that already yeah mate look I think with, with O'Sullivan for me I, 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 he's he's one of those players who always looks good on on the eye test when you see him play you think geez, he's got a bit here this this kid but it doesn't translate into super coach on the weekend it did uh, and he, he I think he knocked out a 70 yeah he got a 70 um, yeah, and and I think I'll just I'm just having a look at his stats. He had 22 points in evade stats. I think one of those was a line break, but I'm pretty sure he had five tackle busts, and that's what he gives you. He 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 has this uncanny knack of being able to break tackles. Um, look, if you just want to have a bit of a chat about him, I'll uh, just confirm that he had yeah, 17 so. 17 points in hit ups. Yeah, man, 17 points in hit ups and 18 four, tackles. Exactly four points, uh, four tackle busts. Uh, and an offload. So they're the kind of stats that you like to see in a half, just not, you know, kicking, passing and relying on, you know, the big line break assist, try assist or try. He's got a little bit else to his... And look, him and Nikarima, the, they, they actually work quite well together. All right, Lucky finishes off with the Tigers and the Eels on Easter Monday, mate. Yeah, so the Easter Monday clash. So, yeah, good to have some Monday footy. Um, and it should be a good game. Um, it generally always is this one. Um uh, there's a bit of bit of hate between the two teams from Western Sydney. Uh, Parramatta obviously flying, and Tigers just trying to find their feet. But a quality win against the Knights on the weekend. Hopefully, they can take a little bit of uh, confidence from that one. Uh, as far as changes go, um, Tigers they haven't made any changes, so they're still sticking solid with the side that beat Newcastle up there at uh, Marathon Stadium on the weekend. Um, Eels, they've got uh, Ryan Madison come back from concussion. Uh, obviously, the Monday game and the extra time has sort of done him well, and, and he apparently progressed through concussion protocols fairly fairly well throughout the week. So he comes back in, moving Isaiah Papalihi to the bench and Keegan Hipgrave out of the side. Uh, Moses is still in the concussion protocol, so he'll have enough time to clear that should he be symptom-free. Um, so yeah, that's one to watch because Will Smith will obviously come in and play halfback if Moses is ruled out. Uh, no captaincy, uh, no vice captaincies in this one here. So just captaincies. Uh, I'd be looking at Gutho, Madison, Junior Paulo, Dylan Brown, 
Um, yeah, look, if you if you really stretched, you could probably go like a Sean Lane or a Mitchell Moses if they play well. Even a, a Reed Marnie for you know like a hit and hope. For the Tigers, you're probably only really looking for those hit and hopes again, and you're just looking at Nofaluma and Dane Laurie. Um, waivers and free agencies. I've only got the one pickup here, and that's um, Nia Kore. He, uh, he looks really good. He's actually the uh, the opposite of what you want. He's a second row who's playing in the centres, but it, he's just their target because Op- Opacic offers nothing and he's just generating attack out there. So I, I see Wanga Blake struggling to get his spot back in the side if he yeah. keeps playing like this. 100%. He's a big body and he's breaking tackles. Mm. And, so. it, and it doesn't matter what side he's attacking this week, which it'll, he'll, be, he'll be on the right, but both centres and back rowers are pass. Uh, for the Tigers, so he could be looking at some meat. Yeah, hundred percent. So. And he hasn't 100%. got sticky hands like Blake either. He'll, as I said to you guys earlier today, um, I think with if Neocore stays there, Fergo's value increases astronomically. Oh, 100%. He's got that flick pass, doesn't he? And that should be a prerequisite for every centre. You should be able to have a flick pass. Um, it's it's disgusting that centres can't set up their wingers this day and age um yeah so that he brings that other ele- extra element for Parramatta where they can actually get the ball to their winger and and Fergo's an awesome finisher too you know despite his age and you know his physical ability is starting to just leave him a little bit he still knows how to get that ball down in tight spaces so uh yeah definitely opens up that edge for him a little bit more so you know your Dylan Browns then start to look a little bit better because he's got targets that he can he can throw to Sean Lanes yeah all right, lads. Uh, so, just we obviously pumped up on the socials uh, this afternoon who our pickups were for the week. Um, let's just run through those again. Benny? Um, for me this week, I had um, Walker if he was, if he's available. Uh, he's probably gone. Um, but if he's, um, if he's been left there, Sam Walker's a definite take. Um, and then I had. Sebastian Chris, Sean O'Sullivan, Nia Kore and Hutchison all uh, low-end waivers or free agencies. Nice one. Loki? Uh, I had Ryan Sutton, Sebastian Chris, O'Sullivan, Nia Kore and Kamika Mika. Uh, Kamika Mika, I-, I think that if you're struggling for a front rower, he's pumped out 250s in consecutive weeks. He's getting big minutes. He's reliable. Um, yeah, I, I think that he's got to be bought in. He's got to be off waivers. So if you're struggling in that front row, he's going to get you um, 50 every week, I think. He's favoured in that rotation. So I just worry yeah. about when Fanukin comes back, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And obviously Harry Grant with uh, Brandon Smith coming into that rotation. But have a look at who they've got on the bench with, like, Schoenig, Lewis, Eisenhuth, those guys. Uh, I, I still think he's... He's ahead of Jesse Bromwich in terms of minutes, um, so yeah. Look, it's it's you're right, but uh, if you need a plug and play front rower, then possibly. Yeah, I agree. Plug and play for sure. Uh, I'm pretty much similar to you guys. I've gone Sam Walker, Sean O'Sullivan. I've got Tommy Eisenhuth as well this week, just against the Broncos. If he can play 80 minutes, if, and obviously you've got to check late mail on this one, uh, but I think that if he can play 80 minutes, he's uh, he looked pretty good last week, um, and he only needs a you know a couple of upsiding attacking stats. 
uh, near Cora, and I've got Isaac Liu because they're really short in the middle this week. They've only got Nat Butcher and JWH on the bench who look like they're going to play big minutes through the middle. And I think Radley and Leo will play big minutes there as well. So obviously with Lindsay Collins out, uh, I think that there's obviously some some uh, some minutes to be had there. So Isaac Liu could be another one there as well. Good stuff. All right, plug and play. So last week uh, we had uh, Jared Croker as one of our plug and plays. And again, lads, we uh, obviously chucked this up on a Thursday after we've had a couple of days to digest like team lists and a couple of movements here and there. Uh, Just just to uh, throw out some options for just some plug and plays for that week. Last week we had Jared Croker, 47 points. So we had that as a definite pass there. Remus Smith, 29 points. Unfortunately, that's a fail. Low-scoring game, that one against the Panthers, and he didn't have much of an effect. Jack Bird, 71 points, absolute pass. And Corey Norman, 85 points, pass on that. So that takes us to 8 and 12 on the year. So pretty happy with that uh, 66% uh, hit rate on on that. No, sorry. Yeah, 70, 75%, man. Yeah, 8 from 12. No, 9 from 12, 75 yeah, just cut that out. <laughs> Don't cut that out. Leave it in there. I want to know who out of the brothers is better at quick math. <laughs> Delayed for Shell. 66, 8 from 12 is 66%. 100% it is. 100% it is, yeah. So, look, you've got some, uh, before we jump into the fan questions and finish this up, look, you've got some buy, sell, and holds for us just to run through. Obviously, with a lot of injuries, there's some guys out there who are going to be, like myself, who, uh, who are going to be hurting a little bit, and maybe they're the ones to target for trades. And if you are hurting a little bit, maybe you need to look at uh, some long-term plays here and look to trade some of your assets out uh, in order to get some wins now. So, Lukey, let's have a look at some buy, sell, and holds. Throw them at Benny and I, and we'll just off the top of our heads let you know uh, which direction we'd go. Yep. So, uh, for well, I'll start with buys, yeah? Um, so, first buy I've got off the rank is Stephen Crichton. He's been pretty underwhelming to start the season. I think that he would have been drafted fairly high um, based on what he did last year. He scored a lot of tries. But uh, with the move to fullback for the next three to four weeks, uh, I think that uh, he's a buy. Um, I think because you're going to get value for him. And then I think coming into the back end of the season you might see him sort of pick up which is kind of what him and Luai did they they sort of started the season fairly slow last year and then picked up as the season went along so uh, yeah, I think Stephen Crichton's a target, and you can get him pretty cheap at the moment. Uh, Damien Cook, he obviously had that 100, um, but he's packaged that with 240s either side of that, so he's probably going pretty cheap at the moment. You could probably try and swing him for someone like a, a Jaden Braley or, a, I, I don't know, like a Josh Hodgson or someone like that. Um, package them with someone and, and get a cook because they've got a decent run coming up the cat the, the Rabbitohs, so you want cook for that that run uh, and the other one is Dan Tupu uh, Dan Tupu's been pretty underwhelming this season um, in a, a rooster side that's pumped a few teams so uh, I, I don't know if he goes much higher than what he's doing right now I don't think he hits the heights of last year but I think he does actually start to lift his work rate I think, and that's where you're going to see him. Probably not with the attacking stats, but more so lifting his work rate just to try and get the roosters up the middle of the field a lot quicker and make it easier for his halves. I so they're my three boys. On, on Tupu, I think um, Hutchison targets him in the air. I don't yep. think they've got that attacking prowess out the out the back there with Kiri anymore. Um, I think they lose a fair bit with Kiri out. 
and they just didn't need to go to him. They didn't need to use him because that right side was so potent. I think without Kiri there, they're going to realise that, oh, maybe we need to go left here and, and use Tupu in the air. So I, I, I feel like he's going to get a few more attacking stats. Oh, I'm a Tupu owner. I'm not going to be letting him go because I know that he's got more in him than... Like, he based out 47 two weeks in a row and a 64 in the first week. And it was all base and, like, offloads. That was it. Yep. So, yeah, I agree. It's coming. one attacking stat, mate, and he's at 65, 70. Yeah, so, if, if they start going to him, I'm, you know, you're set. Some cells, Loki? Some cells? Um, well, I've got a couple of Broncos that I own. I won't be selling these guys, but, you know, these are the guys who are priced pretty highly at the moment, and, you know, the Broncos are coming into a pretty bleak run. Um, they've got four top four teams pretty much straight off the bat. So, uh, Asako and TPJ, uh, they're both averaging uh, quite high at the moment. I think Asako is 78, and TPJ is around the same mark as well. So, their, their value is as high as it's going to be for a while. So, now's the time to move them. Um, if you're going to target anything and you know you don't have to get like for like you know but you can you, you've got a bit more value in those guys to, to try and wiggle your way to something else so uh, those two guys because they're Broncos and uh, Josh Jackson is the other one that I'd be looking to sell he's had three pretty good weeks um, and you know a fairly decent average for Josh Jackson but uh, obviously suspended for two when he comes back Luke Thompson's going to be there as well, so we don't know what that means. He might even find his way onto the edge, so he's going to be valued high, as high as he will now. So now's the time to, to to move him on and try and get some value for him. Yeah, I agree. Agree. And what about your holds? Um, obviously, Dylan Brown's a hold for me. Um, he, he's he's put a couple of good weeks together now uh, that uh, that you could probably rely on that that sort of uh, data that he's put out to uh, to hold him I don't think there's any it's need kind of to... like a, a 50 base yeah. he doesn't get any he's, if he's not getting attacking stats um, he's getting about a 50 base and if say Moses doesn't come up this week you know that they're the games that he plays really well in so um, yeah, I think he's just he's a hold for now. Um, they're obviously still trying to work out that edge and you know different side of the field and whatnot. Um, I've got Marty Tapao. Uh, Marty Tapao's had some pretty underwhelming performances. He got a try a couple of weeks ago against St George and pumped him up to like a, an eighty, I think, and he had a fifty last week. Um, I, I just see obviously Manly will uh, start to. I, I, I don't know, get a bit of traction. They're spinning their wheels at the moment. I think with, with Tommy coming back and, you know, Ciro comes back and hopefully they keep Schuster in there as well. Uh, um, whether it's at six or keep him on the edge, I think that they will start to find a little bit of traction and, and they'll beat the lower teams. So I think you just hold on to Marty Tapao because I think he's got a bit, uh, bit more to offer there. And the last one is Josh Maguire. Uh, Josh Maguire's obviously had a pretty slow start to the year as well, based on what he did last year. You know, he averaged like 70 last year, I think. So um, he obviously hasn't hit that. He's sort of been carrying a hamstring injury. But I think based on the team list this year, this week, he's the linchpin of that pack and they're going to rely on him. Obviously, Talmalolo's out, so he's got that lock spot. But I think that uh, Josh Maguire could probably see his average go up to sort of high 50s. So I think he's definitely a hold at this stage and just see how it pans out. Um, you might get a little bit of bit of love for him coming up. Yeah, nice one. Agree with those for sure. Um, yep, for sure. Benny, you got anything to add to those? 
Uh, just a couple, mate. I don't mind Corey Thompson as a sell and see if you can upgrade him to someone that, like Luke, you mentioned, maybe a Tupu. Um, Thompson's averaging 66 at the moment. So, I mean, he's an effort player and we've overlooked him. But if you can get a proven performer in a in a better team for someone like Thompson, then it's definitely a go-to. And I, I don't mind a buy on, um, on Adam Reynolds either. He's averaging 37 at the moment, as we spoke about before. Um, they've got a pretty good run. South's coming up. He knocked out a 59 last week, but yeah, but his averages at the moment, it's a 37. So I think he's a bit of a target too. If, if you had someone like a, um, I don't know, maybe a Brody Croft averaging 57, you could package him with somebody else to get yourself an Adam Reynolds. So that's um, that's something to look at too. And just on note, Luke Brooks is the seventh highest scoring halfback in the league. Just throwing that out there to, to rub it. <laughs> I don't think they care. And that's, that is that is the predicament that I'm in because there are no fucking halfbacks left. Yeah. There is nothing. Mate. He's on the wire too, isn't he? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah I, th- I threw him out a couple of weeks yep. ago. Yeah. Uh, actually, Mitch Moses is probably another um, buy as well. He's a buy low at the moment. Um, he's averaging 36 and, you know, copped a head knock. Yeah, that's on the back of that. Target. So, yeah, he got seven points. Yep. So, yeah. Absolutely. Well, uh, just jump into fan questions now. Um, just to finish this off, uh, Andy Reid. Reidy got to us again on uh, on on Instagram. So good stuff, mate. Uh, rate the halfback on waivers in terms of job security and expected score. Now he's listed a whole heap. I'm going to cut out the ones that haven't been named this week because uh, there's probably no point. So the ones that are in contention: O'Sullivan, Hutchinson, Boyd, and Walker. I'm going O'Sullivan first. Obviously, we all had him up pretty high. I'm going to have to go with Tanner Boyd, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, me too. I, I, I was going to take a second. I just don't trust Hutchison to generate much because he's not athletic. He's not, you know, he might his passing game is okay. And then, obviously, Sam Walker's unproven, you know. So, um, look, yeah, you probably, if, if you're looking for something long-term, you probably have to go Walker before Boyd but for me I just feel a bit better about Tanner Boyd so I'd go Sullivan Boyd Walker Hutchison Benny how do you feel about that mate yeah I'm pretty I think O'Sullivan I'll probably go Walker Boyd Hutchison yeah so Ben Vandeleur he's hit us with a uh... hey guys given how rubbish Manly are this season is Staines worth a look this week I have Cleary and Burton who I will loop from my bench if he goes well at centre but was thinking of trying to grab stains off waivers for a potential Panthers onslaught. Or do you think Chris is the better play this week? I think that Staines is the better play this week. I think Chris is the better play long term. So it just depends on what you want to do, mate. If uh, if you're looking to maybe try and get a little bit of X factor because your matchup's going to be close this week, Staines might be the way to go. Uh, but the thing with Staines is, is that he could get two tries and score your 70. Um, you know what I mean? Like, he could get a, a, a line break and a try and then get a try from a kick, and he's only going to get you 70. Uh, Chris Chris has got tackle busts in him. He's got workload in him. So if you're looking for something a bit long-term, I think Chris is the go. But if it's just a one-week play, yeah, go with Staines. The other thing I'm not big on the Staines play for this week is because they play on the Thursday night. Thursday night, Friday night. Yeah. 
the the so it, they play first. It's the first game, so the the Stains plays are, uh, if you're chasing. From this is just for me. My point of view is I'd do the Stains play if it was on the Sunday, a Sunday game or a late Saturday game, and you're like, okay, I'm up against it here. I've got to pull Stains in here and hope that he gets a double here. Now, if you play him on um, on the Thursday night, and he gets you 17, you're like, oh fuck. Then you you're void of options for bringing someone in to to. I think Chris has got a good matchup this week against the Titans too, though. He's got so, Sammy. He'll have Sammy on that that wing. Quite yeah, that age. yeah, potentially. So I don't mind that. For me, it'd be take Chris and then you've got him long term. And if he knocks you out of forty this week, then that's okay. You live with that. But he could also knock you out of sixty five. Staines could go seventy seven on the back of two tries, or he could knock you out another eighteen. And Benny knows all about the eighteens, don't you, mate? Yeah, mate. Eighteens, tens. <laughs> you know, you name it. He's, he's knocked him out. Um, he got a try the other week, so he got his first try of the week this week after I dropped him. Um, it was a line break try too, and it got he got fifty points. So, uh, so Nick Dawes is asking what to do with Bradman Best. So first of all, just to touch on, uh, obviously Bradman Best did uh, an elbow injury at training. They're looking at somewhere between three to six weeks, but it's come out. I think a few people. I've sort of speculated on social media that he's actually broken the elbow as well as doing ligament damage, which might mean he's in for somewhere around the 8 to 10 range. Dusty, have you uh, heard anything from old Baz Tui? No, no, I haven't actually. Um, I haven't seen anything more than that. I actually heard the opposite and, and, and uh, they were looking at him as an, uh, a play as early as next week. Uh, okay. So I, I don't know. I guess keep your eyes on that. One thing it probably has highlighted is that uh, this is his kind of second season. He played a few games in 2019, but this is his second crack. Uh, and this is probably his third or fourth injury uh, in that time. So unfortunately for Bradman Best, he's developing a little bit of a, uh, a stigma uh, as being made of glass somewhat. Absolutely devastating, and we saw that against the Warriors a couple of weeks ago. But if you can't stay on the park, does your super coach team no good? If it's me, I'm shopping him. Oh, I'm I'm shopping him. I don't think that I could keep a bloke like that in my team, knowing that there's probably blokes in every comp that would be pretty thirsty for a Bradman best. Yeah, definitely. I, I would have said hold until you get a definite. Um, prognosis um, because of centre wingers being so volatile and you need good ones or alternatively you've got to shop him. Do not flick him. <laughs> don't oh, waver don't him. Flick him. No, if you waver him, you, you, you're cooked as a super coach player. But Yeah, look, I think best is a hold for the moment. Um, just see how he goes but and then find out the prognosis. But yeah, uh, um, worst case is a sell, as you said. Don't flick him, but you need to sell him and if you can if you can... Uh, even if it's a bit sideways, maybe a downgrade to someone who's not as injury prone, then um, I'm all for it. Just one more injury though, whether it's short term, long term, and you, you'll have trouble shopping him. That, that'd be my only concern is like, um, like obviously he gets a couple, you know, gets a couple more 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever, and that's great. But he goes back in, plays two or three more games and picks up a calf or a hemi or something like this, you're going to have real problems shopping him, I think. So, uh, but where do you go? 
Where do you go from Bradman Best, though? Where do you go from injury-riddled Bradman Best? You can't go sideways because no one's going to give you a Stephen Crichton, Brian Tuo, uh, David Nofaluma. Uh, like, I wouldn't give up. If if, Brad, if the Bradman Best owner come to me for a straight swap for Nofaluma, I wouldn't because of the injury. And I'd be like, well, yeah, I know Nofaluma's not doing great, but... So it, that's the problem. You're going to have to downgrade if you, if you go to trade him, you're going to have to go to someone who's that second tier well, kind you, of centre winger. You don't have to downgrade. What you have to do is you have to look at where you're weak in other positions probably. If And yeah, like for you, your centre position, you probably want to bundle, right? You probably want, like if you're short in the hookers, you know, maybe you could pick up a Jazz Tavanga and a... Uh, Fuck, I'm pulling out Kirk Catewell or someone like that that you can play in the centre wingers, right? And so you get a bit of value in two positions, uh, but you're not going to get the the upside that Bradman Best gives you. And maybe that's not a great example, but you know where I'm heading with it, right? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. All right, lads, we've gone on for a bit tonight, but uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Once again, uh, you can get us on our socials. You guys on MySpace or...? So that's over on Twitter at HeadbinNRL and Instagram is at HeadbinPodcast. Uh, obviously, the podcast goes on Spotify, uh, Apple, Google, Pocket Cast and all your favourite platforms. Uh, but with nothing else to add, lads, we'll do it all again uh, next week. Cheers, boys. All right, lads. All good. See you, boys. <laughs>